young girl in a car at night with a 23-year-old man and kind of just let everyone go home. So can you comment as, you know, someone who is an internal affairs sergeant and looks at these things from that point of view, why would they do this? And why wasn't that even really brought up as a problem during the internal affairs investigation? Uh, That was somebody else's investigation. I was not in the unit at the time. Uh, I cannot speak to that. He tells me the department has destroyed all the records related to Yetter's firing and this internal investigation. Like a lot of police departments in California, Salinas destroys these disciplinary records after five years. So if we'd never asked for these records, no one would ever get to see them. I'm happy to send it to you. It's a public record now. I still would not. Why would I uh, opine on somebody else's investigation? I can't go back and change anything about, uh, if I could, about what occurred. So, um I don't understand the... Well, I guess guess to my mind, like, kind of the, the one of the purposes of internal affairs is to do that review, right? To go back and look at the way incidents were handled and to make sure policies were followed. And then you can recommend training, you can recommend things to to fix potential issues and to catch issues um, as they pop up. Yeah, I I, I don't see how... I understand what you're saying. And I, you know, in some respects... Um, agree that we're always trying to do better, and um, but to go back to an investigation that has already been completed and asking why certain things weren't done, it's not my duty to do that. The Police Officers' Bill of Rights also says all investigations have to be done within a year. So that means the department probably couldn't go back and reopen the investigation even if it wanted to. They said they couldn't answer any other questions related to this case. Can you talk about uh, a little more generally kind of how common statutory rape cases are that your department deals with? I don't have the exact number, but we deal with it all the time. I asked for their statistics on statutory rape. They said they'd try to get them for me, but that they aren't easily available as that category of crime isn't broken out in the data that they regularly report. I couldn't find great national data for this either. But I also talked to people who work and provide services in Salinas and other farmworker communities. They said statutory rape is common, that it happens across cultures and classes. But things like poverty, housing insecurity, family stressors, and difficulty accessing support can put people more at risk. I'm an immigrant myself, and so I like to see myself as speaking out for my community. Mario Gonzalez is a victim advocate. He also served on the advisory board for his local police department in Fresno. He says in his experience, police commonly mishandle statutory rape cases. I'm not surprised by it, unfortunately. He says police sometimes assume these are relationships that are culturally acceptable in immigrant communities, even when people like De La Luz say they're not. From what I've experienced and been exposed to, having worked as a victim advocate for so many years, um, it really shows the kind of like um, the behavior of mannerisms that police officers have, that um, basically they, they see it as a common practice and therefore don't really get, want to get involved. It's really hard. And Salinas Police about, Chief Adele Frise says this isn't true of her department. She says that they treat all cases the same. This is our culture, too. It's not just 
uh, the culture of the victims. We are a part of this community, so there is no lens um, from which we view, oh, well, these are people are in this class or these other folks are in another class. Uh, that is absolutely not the case. That is not the heart of our cops here, and I can speak to that with quite a bit of passion. De La Luz says, after this incident, things changed between her and her eldest daughter. I didn't really talk to her because it was very painful for me. De La Luz says she and Leticia didn't talk about it a lot, but she did support her through her pregnancy and then through her childbirth. Leticia had a baby girl. Oh, Dios. <laughs> Now that baby's three years old. She crawls over De La Luz's lap and whines for a popsicle in the 100-degree weather. De La Luz is now raising her granddaughter, along with her two other young kids. Leticia moved back to Mexico after she turned 18. You guys have been very patient. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> it's hot out. and this is. But we're still not done with the interview because De La Luz's story doesn't end here. Two years later, something very similar happens again. This time to De La Luz's younger daughter, Cecilia.